Welcome to the Locker Room Podcast, presented by the University of Maryland Sports Business Society. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Locker Room Podcast, where we take a look behind the scenes of sports business. My name is Jacob Atkins. Today, I'm, I'm joined by a very special guest, Dante Trader. Dante is a current student athlete at the University of Maryland, playing both football and lacrosse. Dante climbed up the ladder quickly at Maryland, starting at safety his sophomore year and recording two interceptions, among plenty of other, other statistics. Dante is about to play his first season of lacrosse in Maryland, and many people, including myself, are excited to see what he will accomplish. Without further ado, I would like to introduce Dante Trader. Dante, how are you doing today? Doing well. How are you? Good, good man. Good to have you on. Uh, really excited. We really love to have Maryland athletes on. So uh, just kind of get into it and jump into some of the questions. Um, so kind of we'll kind of go on the timeline. So I kind of want to take you back to some of your high school career and some of the choices that kind of involved you selecting Maryland. So as some people may know. Uh, you went to Delmar High School in Delaware, which I also went to. I'm sure you got a lot of Delmar pride, like a lot of people from Delmar do. Um, I think the biggest question in Delmar is, is that what kind of made you realize during that time, whether it was in high school or before then, that made you realize you wanted to pursue being a D1 athlete? Um, it started off very early in my, you know, childhood. Um, we always set goals and aspirations, um, some that we knew we couldn't obtain, but some we knew we wanted to pursue. Um, it is, I mean, football ran into my family, sports ran into my family. So I always used to watch basketball games, football games, any sport that was on TV, even softball. Like, we just, just all of these around sports. Um, you know, I just set my goals. I wanted to go to the NFL. So to get to the NFL, obviously, you had to go to D1. Um, I mean, not D1, but college sports. Um you know, and then for Maryland specifically, I grew up watching Maryland Terps at every sporting event. Um, I used to go to the football games. Um, even once I got welled into lacrosse, I went to lacrosse games, watched it. And so I just knew I was like, this is where I'm going to go. Rock the Maryland lacrosse socks. You can probably find <laughs> a couple of like, photos of me with those on. Um, but, yeah, it just always started early in childhood. Yeah, I, I think, too, a lot of the times uh, with Delmar especially, for those that don't know, it's a, it's a pretty small town and a lot of people, uh, you know, you always hear about the ones or twos. And uh, I definitely think from an early age, you could definitely tell those who are set apart and those who are, you know, talk the talk and never really walk it. So it was really cool being able to see, especially you and some other people make it out. Um, kind of moving on from Delmar, uh, at the end of your sophomore year into your junior year, I believe I got that correct. Um, you transferred to McDonough School to continue to pursue athletics. Uh, maybe give a little bit of insight into what was that switch like and how it kind of changed and maybe some of the lessons you learned there. Um, you know, that was a very hard decision that a 16-year-old had to make. Um, it was more for a lacrosse decision, as people know. Um, lacrosse, obviously the competition is solid, but it's not where I needed to be. So I pursued to go to McDonough School, which isn't the best conference in my AA in the country. Um, once I got there, I realized my eyes were – wide open like I first got there with the football kids um and over the summer it was just like whoa d1 athlete d1 athlete six five here runs a four 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 like all these athletes are just crazy and really stepped out of that pool from where I was you know one of the top guys in Delaware now I'm fitting in and swimming amongst sharks 
in a new area. So it was a big transition. It was like really eye awakening for me. It's like, okay, kid, you're going to have to work harder. You got to separate yourself. Like you're really a regular kid now and having that mindset helped me. But, you know, in that pool and environment, it's, it's not, it's not for everyone, I would say. Yeah. And going into the school, the school at that was just hard. It was one of the better private schools around. The school transition was the biggest thing, like the English department and that. Like, it was just crazy. Like, they committed themselves to academics. And I appreciate my um all the teachers and everything in the school for helping me because college is way easier now. But, right. um, but yeah, there was a lot of challenges that uh I faced being away from home. 16s, it was just... It wasn't the easiest thing to do. Like you homesick and, you know, when stuff goes wrong, you can't just go to, to your mom's like you want to. And it was just a lot. Like I found myself over a span of two years, which really helped me transition to college life. Yeah, I I definitely, that homesick feeling, man. Even now I'm I'm 18 starting here in Maryland. And sometimes I'm just like, man, I, I really wish I was kind of home right now. So I can only imagine what that would really be like for a 16 year old and, Kind of what you were saying about that really big transition. Um, uh, do you think it was kind of something that kind of allowed you to dig in once you realized that that you know, just like you were saying, how in Delaware you were kind of one of the you know top dog number one players, and then you get over here and you're a little bit different, and you know, kind of were you able to dig in really quickly? Was it a bit of a change, and maybe like how were you able to? kind of use that mind transition to force yourself to work harder um it was it was a, I mean it was in the middle like it helped me but then it was just like you know there's so much you can do um you know obviously you're gonna have to dig in a lot once I changed my mindset I was able to like okay I can do this like I've been doing this for a while um now you just have to up the scale and then just going into college it was the same way it's like I'm used to it like I had to fight again like you got thrown into a bigger pool of sharks and you got to survive. And I had that, you know, experience transferring up to schools and doing it in high school. But I would just say the biggest thing is just, you just got, there's no secret sauce, bro. You got to work. Like <laughs> everything you're not good at or other people are better at, you got to work. Like there was a lot of hours, a lot of stress, a lot of like, you know, bad moments that a lot of people don't ever see. They just see the successes of my life. But like, you know, I had to put in a significant <laughs> amount of work. Like, I can't even describe, like, only my parents knew how late I was staying out. And, like, my coaches at the practice calling me back late night and doing extra stuff and early mornings. It was just a lot I had to do. Like, but I don't advise it for the like, <laughs> uh, it, it takes a toll on you mentally and make sure you stay mentally strong because that was one of the things I faced was mental battles. So, you know, it's not one of the more orthodox ways of, you know, survive, but it worked. Yeah, I think too, a lot of people, you know, who become D1 athletes, you kind of, obviously you notice from an early age. And I think that that's kind of where one of the big drop-offs are between high school and college is that, uh, you know, people who were born with natural talent can be great at high school sports in general, football, across anything. And then when they get to college, they realize kind of, you had that realization a little bit earlier when you transferred to McDonough. And I, I mean, I'm sure that that kind of prepared you uh, when it came to Maryland. Um, so obviously like you were talking about earlier, uh, you Maryland ever since you were little, 
Um, but you know, selecting a college or university, especially is one that you're going to plan to play sports at very, very, uh, important choice. And, you know, go into the detail a little bit, what made you choose Maryland other than the fact that, you know, dream school, you know, what drew you in? Um, ultimately what other than me being close to it, me watching it, just loving everything about the school is the coaches that recruited me here. And just coming on campus, the location, it's just like, you know, it got me out of my comfort zone. Like for, I'm a kid that never likes to be comfortable. You could tell why I'm playing two sports, which is crazy. So like, I'm not, I'm a small town kid, as you know, as you might be too, being from yeah. the same town. Like I'm not a city guy being around the DC. Like you, you, you gotta be able to balance the lifestyles and, you know, things like that. But all, all things saying like, coaches and just the area I would say it just sold it for me and it's close enough so I can go home um I don't want to be too far and I just feel like Maryland was the best spot yeah yeah I definitely definitely see that um we talked about it a little bit um but you mentioned obviously being recruited for two sports that was one of the big things that we heard about um while moving into that change, you know, what do you think one of the biggest changes was going from high school to college? Was it the work ethic? Was it the the amount of work, the hours? Was it, you know, what was really that biggest thing that made you realize, like, you know, this is your welcome to, to college sports moment? I would say it's the structure because you got to think in high school, you don't have a structure. I mean, I mean, I mean, high school, you have a structure, my bad. And then going to college is just free flowing. Now you got to balance what social life, school, extra work. And you have so many distractions to pull you away from what you need to do. That's why you see like a lot of kids struggle the first couple of years or the first year because it's hard to balance everything. And it's like, I feel like that's the biggest welcome to college members when you have to balance being a grown man. They're going to treat you like a grown man once you come here. And it's like, can you survive? again in this pool of sharks like everybody that on your college teams or in your college like they were the best of the best like everybody was the best on their team everybody was the smartest kid in their class like to get in these colleges like you know what i'm saying like to survive like you got to do something else like you got to be able to manage everything that goes on that's all i would say yeah i i think i definitely can see that though i know that you know even as a normal student that that transition from having very structured day-by-day routine you know that Monday through Friday 7:45 to 2 whatever it was and go home or go play sports and wait you know very very structured throughout the day and you kind of get here and I think it's a little bit different uh one of the big greatest things about it uh, but also definitely I feel like can be one of the hardest things so I can only imagine that you know adding athletics and adding that that drive and that passion to do one more thing on top of that and and want to aspire to be uh, a great athlete would make that really difficult. I know distractions are all over the place nowadays, so can can only imagine. Um, moving into it a little bit into sports, uh, football. So you know, I'm I'm sure you get asked this a million times. A lot of people uh want to know what it's like to really be a Maryland football player. You know, what's a traditional day during the football season? What's practice look like? Uh, and anything that would stand out. Um, it's I mean it's not nothing crazy going on um I would say every football team has the same overall schedule um most of us I mean I would just say in off season right now 
um, guys are 6 a.m., 8 a.m. lifts, you know, got treatments after, go to class, come back, and they got like, extra workouts. It's not crazy in the off season because um, it's it's just straight workouts. But I would say in the se- in the season, that's it's a lot. Like again, you got those same early morning lift groups two to three times a week. You got classes, you got to balance, and then you got to be able to extra film in between practice and things like that. Practice at four, but meetings two hours before that, so you're getting out of practice like seven o'clock, seven eight ish, um, and then that's the time what you go home eat homework social life whatever you need to do and then you get to just restart it all again but um something special again i'm just wearing the logo wearing that maryland on the front um this this is not anything crazy yeah i i definitely feel like you know having that pride i know a lot of people go to maryland and a lot of people are fans of maryland uh have 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 some crazy pride man so i wearing that name wearing that that being able to say you know playing for Maryland, it really brings that, that feeling of pride to a lot of people. So I'm, I'm sure that that, that kind of brings a smile to your face and a smile to a lot of people's faces, um, especially ones watching all over the place. So uh, what is one thing maybe behind the scenes that some people who are fans of the sport or, you know, how, how you were saying, they see your success and they see the numbers and they love to watch you play on Saturdays, but what is something behind the scenes that they may not know about that you would say is vital to kind of how you operate um I would say uh I wouldn't say sensitive but something that a lot of athletes need to partake in and work on especially myself is mental health like (laughs) that's the biggest thing like to separate yourself physically is a big thing it's a big step as you all know but mentally if you're not there you're not going to perform your best so my whole plan the past three years, as I've been, you know, had run-ins with it, I'll admit uh, mental games are hard to get through. Um, just strengthening those. I meet with a sports psychiatrist twice a week to help me with um, performance stuff and get an edge and anything I'm dealing with to help me get better sleep and be a better person, all types of things like that. They all go on to the, what you see on Saturdays and Fridays. It's like, you know, if you don't have confidence out there, you'll see a lot of star athletes. Why is he not performing? Why is this? Why is that all up here? Like it's literally all up here. Like I can put in a lot of work, but if your mind is not where it needs to be and it's not as strong, you're, you're not going to perform. And that's an area where I would say a lot of people don't know that kids focus on or I'm focused on or trying to focus on after being plagued with it for so long. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely can see that, you know, you always hear the cliche, the moniker, you know, it's it's a mental sport. But when you have that much pressure and that much stress on top of you, I I definitely feel like especially for big names on on big, you know, power five conference D1 teams, you know, they need these people to perform. You have so much weight on your shoulders. It can feel like the entire school or the entire community or the entire whatever is is on your back at times. So uh, even though sometimes it can be cliched that, you know, mental is 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 what's most important. I, I definitely agree with you there that, that mental is definitely the biggest thing. Really cool to see that, that you know, they're, that they're able to work with that nowadays, that you're able to have a sports psychiatrist and, and kind of, have someone help ease you through it without having to kind of be stuck with that on your own. So that's really great. Um, You know, 
I know that there are probably are a million lessons um, you've learned at, at Maryland on and off the field. Um, maybe give me one or two of some of the biggest ones that you kind of hold really close to you now that you feel like carry with your game or carry with you. Have fun. <laughs> Have fun. Because all my life, you know, I talk to my parents about it. Like, again, I would call myself extremist when it comes to, like, sports. Like, I just go hard at it and don't – I neglect the fun aspect of it or relaxing. And that's, again, that's why the mental toll and, you know, it all it all catches up to you. Um, because this I'm, – I'm almost about to be on my third year after this semester, so it's like it's flying. I felt like I just came in as a freshman not knowing where my classes are, how to – do this, how to do that, like, <laughs> it's crazy, like, have fun, because it goes by fast, like, and a lot of athletes will say a lot, like, you know, I just watched myself grow up in two years, and go through this, and go through that, and and now I'm a whole different person, what I came in when I was 18, like, 17, like, just have fun, and then the last one, probably will say was, you know, use your resources, use your resources, like, any any level from a non-athlete to an athlete you got so many people and resources that a lot of people don't use that could help them later in life now like and you think you'll never know shake some hands that you ain't you know like meet new people meet new people like connections or everything um you know i try to talk to every little kid every every older person like just meet a lot of people because you never know like who, who could help you, who you could help in the future. Like, even specifically, like, the kids. Like, kids look up to people. Like, I, I wish I had many, like, people I could physically go talk to or, you know, I don't want to say touch because that's a little different. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, yeah, like, you, you get what I'm saying. Like, right. just being an overall good person, you just got to use your resources to help. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, yeah, just use your resources. Yeah, I know a lot of times, especially, you know, you hear all the time, I'm sure that, you know, it can feel like sometimes, you know, you have nothing around you. But I will say that that's one of the things that I tell people all the time that I that I love about the University of Maryland when people ask me about it um, is just the amount of resources we have here. And I'm sure it's not only here, every, every university, but the amount of resources that are so easily available to you that, to help you with literally anything at any time. So I, I definitely... Being a non-athlete, I definitely see that. So as an athlete, I, I'm sure that it is definitely something to kind of keep it. So um, being this year, um, you did, obviously, uh, your sophomore year during football, you did a pretty well season, um, made a good, great name for yourself. Um, you know, having that name and kind of having that, you know, that knowledge, does, does that add any pressure to your game, you think? Do you think, uh, you know, obviously – I don't want it to seem loaded, you know, that full of yourself, you know, you can be a little not as humble here, but I mean, does that make you feel any more pressure that other teams or, you know, not teams maybe, but people are kind of holding you to that standard, you know, you perform this well this year and next year people are going to expect at least the same or more of you. Does that add pressure? I mean, I know you were just talking about being able to have fun. So let me know how, how that might kind of affect you. I wouldn't say it adds pressure, but I wouldn't say it doesn't. Um, it's just how you channel that pressure and how your mindset is about the pressure. Because think about it, I like to live by the motto, like, no pressure, no diamonds. Like, 
if you're not going to go through anything, you're not going to grow at all. And I've been in pressure situations all my life. I would say not to toot my own horn. I've been in a limelight all my life. And of course it wears on you. The pressure does get to you, but as you see, like you're blessed to have that pressure. There's a reason why you have that pressure and, you know, performing how I did this year, of course, they're going to have expectations of you growing. And that's what pressure does. And that's what you enable to see what you did wrong. And this, that, the third, like you're expected to grow. That's everybody. Like the world is all for growth and consistency. Um, yeah, it's my job. Like as a D1 athlete, it is my job to perform better and outdo what I did last year. But that's not what I'm chasing. I'm going to let go of last year once. I analyze what I need to focus on. I'm going to be a new player. Like, so I'm going to let that go. So it's not really going to add pressure. It's more pressure on myself. It's like, okay, you did that. Let it go. Now do it better. Like you missed this amount of plays, but people didn't see that you could have been even better. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you just got to be able to channel that mindset back to a positive, I would say a positive pressure on yourself. Yeah. Pre pressure makes diamonds. I, I like that saying. I think that, you know, you can really take that in and like you were saying, allow yourself to, instead of letting it get to you, use it to build yourself to be a better athlete and a better person in general. Um, So obviously those are a couple about you. Uh, I would just want to get a little more insight about maybe the team in whole. So um, since Coach Loxley has kind of returned to College Park, the football culture in Maryland has has changed immensely. You see us on this up streak. Uh, I'm sure you've known we're getting lots of great recruits from uh, obviously the DMV area, but all over the place. Uh, what, I mean, to you, what have you seen uh, separates kind of Maryland's football program with maybe some of the others you've heard about or seen? I would say I'm just going to look at us um, from where we came from a couple years ago because um, this uh, focuses on Maryland. But Coach Loxley came in and just literally, you know, tried to weed out all the weeds and build from the ground up. Like he came in and said the foundation was my class 2021s and just build in guys that, you know, who want to be turf guys, who who represent what his philosophies are, you know, the toughness, effort, religious pride, all this stuff, all his pillar words. And, you know, he's kept bringing in guys that wanted to put the culture and put the name on the front and not the back before the itself. So, and he just tried to instill that each and every year, as you see, why we're on the incline of being in games that people didn't believe, or even the players years ago, or, you know, there's no shot we're going to be O-State, no shot we're going to beat Mission, but we're in games with them and winning back-to-back -back bowl games and competing and getting all these, you know, big players. Um, he just literally just, again, just stripped the program and, just had to build it from the ground up and put the players in position to lead. Like you, he, he harps on player uh, led cultures, committed and connected. So just keeping us together all the time, and just you know, and that's how the cultures just mesh. But a lot of credit doesn't you know get credit where it's due. You know, our strength coaches, our staffs that help us with all the stuff, and we got a lot of staff members that do a lot on the back end that nobody gets credit for. And then I would say, compared to other um, schools, like, again, like, there's a reason why certain teams win that aren't as talented, you can tell, because of culture and the culture. And you can see the teams that win a lot, like the Bamas, they have 
a strict culture how they need to do and they do it a certain way and, and a lot of people try to replicate it and we kind of do of a system as you know loxy came from the bama circle and um we do a kind of things like they do and um you know we implement it into our system to make us more of a better culture which has helped us on the field yeah i, I definitely think uh you know from the perspective of a fan um what that's one of the things that's made maryland's game um especially last year so much fun to watch uh, like you were saying at the like Ohio State, you know, you have so many doubters and haters saying like, there's no way that they even have a chance in this game. And it was a game the whole time through. You know, I, everyone's there all four quarters, really watching and putting in, you know, putting in their all, both players and fans as well. So I definitely think that that culture is one of the biggest things that makes uh, watching Maryland football. And I'm sure from your perspective, for being a part of it, um, one of the greatest things. Um, and before we move on to NIL, so uh, one last thing. As you're saying, you said it, uh, back-to-back bowl champions, pinstripe bowl uh, the past year, and now just now won the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Uh, first of all, congratulations for that. It feels great as a Maryland fan, and I'm sure as a Maryland player, it feels even greater. Um, so you can talk about the team in general or yourself. Um, talk about winning that bowl game and kind of having that cherry on top to end the season. Uh, what was that like? And maybe how does that push you to move forward into the next year? You know, obviously it's great to win a bowl game and it's great to do good, but I'm sure you guys are under the mindset, just like most people are, that you could always do better. So, you know, let me know how that feels to to win it. And then maybe how does that you know, not add pressure in a sense, but make you realize, okay, like we have a chance to keep getting better and keep doing our thing. I don't say it's a it's a chance. We know we're gonna do better, and I'm telling Terps Nation this: we are. Um, that bowl game was good and all. You know, I'm glad we won. We put our heart and soul into that game, and it get us there to eight wins that we haven't gotten in a long time. But inside, I could speak for the players and the community. Like we were pissed off that we left some games on the table. We could have been in better bowl games, better situation. Knock some guys that you've seen on the college football playoffs, not gonna say no names, could have knocked them out. Um, we just didn't finish. And uh, that was our word of the the whole year was just to finish, finish. Um, one of the things Coach Locks harps on is headbutt to finish, headbutt to finish. When we doing workouts, when we run across the line, we headbutt. We in the classroom, we finishing throughout semester, however it goes, we're gonna finish. And we go on the field, gonna finish runs, finish drives, finish plays. We're going to finish. We, we're we going to Terps in the second half. Terps fourth quarter, we're going to finish. We pride ourselves on finishing. And there were some games we left on the table where we didn't finish. And it's frustrating as we sit preparing for the Duke's Bowl game. All the players is like, man, like we really should be here. We really should be there. But then again, it's like, look at the good we did. But us being Terps, relentless, we want better. And the fans deserve better who supported us. Coaches deserve better, you know. So this offseason is going to be big for us. We build our culture even more so we're able to finish these games and, you know, surprise some people, but not surprise ourselves because we know how good we are. Yeah, I think definitely, too, uh, that that's that's another reason, too, that, that watching Maryland football is so so amazing that, that, you know, being able to see them do something and then you kind of, you know, like, for example, you see him win the Dukes Mayable, you see you guys win that, and you step back and you realize, like, wow, like, you know, it, it, it does kind of piss you off a little bit that 
man, we could be, you know, we could have been here. We could have did this. But it also kind of, like you were saying, you know for a fact that in the future that you're going to have greater opportunities and you're going to be able to finish this time and make something happen out of it. So that is really amazing to see. Uh, moving on from there, uh, really great talking about football. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about NIL, uh, kind of, you know, get into the business aspect of it a little bit. I know a lot of people is something new. A lot of people really want to know about it created quite the business out of college sports for everyone in general. Uh, I'm sure by now that you are no stranger to it. So um, how has it affected you and how do you use it to your advantage? Um, I'm still on the little come up, you know, as I just built myself up from playing this year. And I, as I'm trying to build my brand, um, I benefited a, a little bit from it. We got some stuff coming up in the works with uh, our found collective foundation. We have the TVIA. Um, nonprofit we go to schools and you know really help in the community um give back and not just receiving money for not doing anything um like a lot of people are doing so we're really trying to make this big thing into more of a positive thing for us and I feel like it's really good for the Maryland um program and um what was the second question you asked I'm sorry you're good I was just saying you know um you kind of elaborated on it. How do you take advantage of it? You were kind of saying that uh, you turn it into something more positive, turn it into something that you're able to use for the community and get back to the schools. I, I think that that's something that's that's amazing. Um, I, I'm sure personally that that NIL, I'm sure it can be a confusing road like it is for a lot of people. So really nice to see that Maryland um, is really taking it and being able to use it for that that positive collective foundation. So that's really great. Um, you know, like you said, you're kind of on the come up, um, as a player, what do you think are some of the best ways to market yourself? I know you're coming up working on something, um, other than your game on the field. Is there, is it, you know, the social media posts you make, is it the way you carry yourself off the field? Is it all of it combined? What, what do you think kind of goes into that? It's all of it combined and to market yourself, you have to be out there. Like we have some very great guys that, um, not necessarily the best social guys and there's nothing wrong with it. Um, you know, they don't post on social media. They're not out there. Like there's nothing wrong with it, but to market yourself, you have to have be who you are, say what you do, like, you know, but you just got to be a great person. Um, person that represents the pillars of programs, um, stand for what coaches love to see about their kids. They make sure your coaches want to push you out there to the public. Um, you're going to interview well. You're going to say the right things. You, you're going to be for the kids. You know, a lot of you have a lot of fans. Um, and then specifically to your individual, like, you know, have like a certain slogan or nickname or like a style of play. Like you to to brand yourself, this is mass like things you could do out there. Um, but I'm trying to figure out all those, all those things out to take advantage of it. I I'm sure I I know that I, I'm I'm definitely certain that <laughs> some of the ways you know you get all the fancy nicknames or the funny things you know uh you see people making some some weird advertising uh groups together you know working together that you'd never see and it's all through that nil so I'm definitely like you were saying lots and lots and lots of ways to kind of work through that nil um one last thing that maybe you would have to say about that uh. 
do you have any advice to prospective students or recruiter students? Like I said, I know you said you're kind of new to it, um, but kind of how they can maximize their potential when it comes to stuff like that. I know you were saying you can't you can't fake what the coaches want, but is it just doing that? Is there would you recommend them reaching out early or what would you say? Uh, it's a mixture. Um, reaching out early and doing the right things. Um, again, you're gonna have to brand yourself in every aspect. Treat it like a like you getting a job. Show who you are. Make sure why this person or this company wants you. X Y Z. And I mean, there's just I've seen guys with great last names get deals like with hot sauces and this that and the third wings wing spots and like. Sometimes you got to get lucky, but <laughs> yourself hitting up companies, hitting up people, individuals, um, you know, using where you're from, going back to where you're from, which I hope to get a little stuff um, back in Delaware and Delmar. But yeah, just, you know, go, go around. There's nothing, no shame in putting in some effort. Yeah, I'm, I'm certain that some of the people in Delmar will be, be very happy to work with you and uh, make something out of it. Uh, I will say, just in general, NIL is something that's definitely taken the college world by storm, and you, you're starting to see it all over the place, everywhere, becoming more and more similar to organizations like the NFL. So uh, it's it's definitely something that's really cool to see when it comes to that. Um, and it's really great to see that Maryland isn't, you know, using it for that personal benefit. I mean, I'm sure that people who are able to benefit from it do, but that they're able to turn it into something greater and work with it and make it something great. So that's really amazing. Um, moving into it, the, the, the hot question as the season gets started, I believe the home openers, February 4th, I may be wrong, but it's somewhere around there for lacrosse, uh, starting up, uh, Maryland is really excited to have you. They're looking to win their back-to-back, -back, uh, national title. So kind of put us at that in-between stage. What's the transition between seasons look like, especially with the college football season for a bowl, a bowl game team, um, runs all the way up until January 1st, basically. How does that, how does that transition look for you? And how do you, how are you able to transition into going from, okay, I'm a football player to now I'm a lacrosse player. Listen, it's a tough transition. I'll tell you that there's not much time off and um, both staffs, coaches and training staff have been working tremendously with me to make sure that I'm healthy and staying at my weights and, making sure my overall health, physical and mental is staying out. And that's the biggest thing is the physical and mental transition. Um, but again, it still hasn't hit me yet that, dang, I'm really doing what I said I was going to do many years ago while playing a power five uh, sport. Um, you know, the schedules are kind of the same, but it's just like a different working with a different team. It's, it's a lot, but um, it's cool. It's cool, like testing my limits and testing myself right now. And I'm still figuring out everything and understanding the ins and outs. But, um, you know, this is uncharted waters for <laughs> a lot. Uh, not many people do it. Um, I'm just really just stepping into the fire and just doing it. Um, not allowing myself to like, ah, maybe this year, maybe doing it. Nah, I'll just do it and, you know, see how it goes about it. Like, I don't live with regret. So i really um thankful that I came out and, and I'm doing this. I, I definitely will say that. That is definitely one of the number one things to have at the top of that resume. Two-sport athlete at a at a D1 school, especially when one of the sports you're playing is is known to be, you know, the Maryland football program is on the up and up, and the Maryland lacrosse program is at the top looking to stay there. So 
I definitely think that having that there is is truly amazing. Um, one thing too, just touch on it a little bit is, is it a good thing to be able to stay at that peak football shape? You know, you're coming off like right from still playing football games, still top shape and moving into lacrosse. Is it a, is it a different type of shape? Do you have to lose weight and gain more agility? Is it a little bit different or would you say that kind of football shape takes you right into lacrosse shape and you're able to kind of go full speed ahead? To answer that question, football shape is not the same as the cross shape. Um, I always believe since I played since I was young, you could never fully get in shape for lacrosse. Like you, you have no idea how long you're going to get stuck on the field, um, you know, and how long you can run. You can literally not be on the field for five minutes and be stuck on the field for five minutes and do 200 yard sprints and can't get off. Like when I first came back, that was the biggest thing. It was like my legs felt like I was in quicksand, like, after a couple of runs, it's just like you're using a lot of muscles differently than you usually do. And um, and I, I don't have to lose weight or anything. Um, most people don't. You can be a little heavier in lacrosse because people just aren't moving as fast, but there's still top-tier athletes. But, yeah, um, the transition for that is a night day. Like, lacrosse, you, you got to get built back into that. There's no just like, all right, you can play tomorrow. Like, no, you'll be wheezing and – <laughs> three-minute breaks and things like that, but it's cool. Yeah, I'm definitely sure that keeping up with a lot of those D1 guys, you some really big names on the Maryland team, uh, they're quick. They, they they move fast, so I'm sure that, like you were saying, the 200-yard sprints against those guys can, can really be a pain, but really cool to hear and see that, that you're able to transition into it. Um, You know, speak a little bit on what the mindset is that you're entering into this season, you know, not playing last year, uh, and then, of course, you know, you went that period of time, everyone wondering what the plan was, and then uh, officially announcing it and being out there. I'm, I'm sure it's amazing to be out there, but, you know, um, mentally big thing in the game, you know, what's the mindset you're kind of going into this season for lacrosse? Um, just one step in front of the other. Um, take it day by day, which I have been doing. Um, I just knew, I was like, this could go two ways. It can go good or it can go bad. And once you realize that, it's like, bro, you have nothing to lose. Um, I realized I ain't played in three years, but I was like, I'm not going to let that be an excuse because that's just not who I am. So I just went out there and try to establish some confidence, which I'm building um, each week and um, meshing with the guys, understanding my roles, um, fitting where I fit in, wherever they need. And that was the whole plan. It was just like people have asked me, like, like this was your high school stuff, but people need to realize, like, this is not high school anymore. Like, these are top-tier guys, like, and they've been playing since I've been not playing for two or three years. And, <laughs> you know, I've been meshing, getting better with these guys. But, yeah, it's uh, it's not crazy, but most of the mindset is just, like, you know, it's just tough. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a hard road, and you know that. So just, you know, one step at a time. Don't try to jump too far ahead and just – Stay grounded and uh, trust trust your work and your coaches. Most definitely, most definitely. Uh, I'm I'm sure that that jump, especially like you were saying, you know, you you being one of the few people on that team, you know, you haven't touched. I'm sure you've touched the lacrosse stick, but you know, organized. You haven't played in three years, so I'm sure that it can be a quite a quite a big jump back into it and being a little rusty. But like you're saying, you know, step by step, I'm sure that that you'll be able to produce something great. Um. Yeah. Take us back maybe bef right before you had made the decision for yourself to kind of go on in lacrosse. 
Um, I'm sure a lot was going on, but uh, what kind of went into that decision? What do you think really made you decide, okay, I, I'm going to set, I'm, I'm doing what I said I was going to do. I'm going to do this thing. There was a lot of factors. Um, the whole thing was like, if I'm healthy, I'm going to play. Like there's no leniency. There's no, like, I'm not even going to give myself that out. Because <laughs> there was always doubt in the back of my head. Like, I ain't gonna lie, I was like, bro, I don't even know if you still got it anymore. Like, this is Maryland Lacrosse, is the top of the top, at least of elite. And I was just like, you know what? I live by a lot of mottos. And again, I'm gonna tell you one is burn the boat. You don't give yourself away to leave. Just go do it. Like, this was a dream since you were a kid. Like, I knew I was gonna li live with regret if I never came out here with these boys and, you know, said, do what I, um, I said I was going to do years ago, and then there was a lot of people that didn't think I was going to do it and called me crazy, but as I'm doing it and as I'm going to plan to, you know, do my thing, I'm not going to look as crazy. And it's <laughs> going to be normal, and it's just like, you know, it just gives hope to a lot of people under me, just go chase your dreams without the outside external factors. Like, if you want to do this, go do it. If you want to do that, go do it. Like, they called all the millionaires and billionaires that were college dropouts that they would never do this and they'll never do that but then look at them like if you if you want to go do it just just know there's going to be trials and tribulations to everything and you're going to get delayed like i said last year like the dream is delayed like it's not put it like it's not done for it's delayed and now i just resume the dream i said i was gonna i was gonna do definitely definitely timing i'm sure goes into a lot of that and I can only imagine, you know, playing one sport even uh, is is real difficult. And moving into having no off season, basically jumping straight back into the second sport, I'm sure that 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 decision, I'm I'm a hundred percent certain it was not easy. But I'm, it, it is amazing. I know you were saying you don't recommend it to everyone, but being able to see you kind of make that journey and make that trip, that there there aren't many uh, dual sport athletes out there, and there aren't many great dual dual sport athletes out there and you know i'm sure i'm a little biased but i think that you're doing pretty well at both positions both places and uh really excited to see what you're doing lacrosse um speaking of being a two sport athlete um you know i know that you're kind of new to it uh and we'll maybe we'll ask this question to you again next year and see kind of how you feel but what are some of the pros and cons to it you think um and does working for one take away from the other i know you were speaking on a little bit of how uh, football shape and lacrosse shape are not the same thing. I would say they both add and, you know, give away from each other. Um, I would say it's a fresh air for me from football. Um, it's a very special sport and you put in a lot of mental and physical time towards it. And I do believe that time away from it will help um, me and then, and I'll be able to pick up where I left off. Um, the movements are different, but they help each other. Um, you know, I gain a lot of, you know, strength and playing at certain levels and playing against fast guys. And now when I go play against fast guys and lacrosse to just change some techniques and I'm just used to being in those positions. And then back when I'm back on a football field and what I just gained from lacrosse is some of these movements and, you know, having better feet and agility is needed in lacrosse. So it's like now I'm able to use those skills that I just – you know, re-tapped into or learn and apply into the football field. Um, I would say a drawback is like how your body feels. Um, you know, 
I mean, the seasons are the end of the ends, the fall and the spring, but, you know, I just, football seasons are very long. Lacrosse seasons are very long, and Maryland, Maryland lacrosse is, you know, always competing to the Final Four, and that's a long time. That's a long <laughs> season. So, you know, the body is going to take toll, but um, this is a risk, you know. It's just a risk I'm taking. Um, you know, scare money don't make money. So, <laughs> uh, something to live by, right there. I definitely will say that it, it you know, um, it's really amazing to see you be able to kind of live out that dream. Um, being able to to play both sports like you always wanted to and do it at your dream school is is amazing for you know someone someone to see, especially small town. Uh, insight into a little bit of culture, Delmar. You know, a lot of people don't get out of Delmar. A lot of people born in Delmar say Delmar boys. So it's really amazing to see someone like you kind of get out and and make a name for yourself. So um, I, I appreciate your time. But to wrap up, we do a little segment. It's called the Maryland Minute. Uh, I'm gonna ask you a few questions real quick, and you give me kind of answer. You can you can keep it short, but you can take as long as you want. And it's just kind of about your time in College Park. So number one, what is your go-to college park restaurant? Uh, go-to college park restaurant is either Blaze Pizza. I wouldn't call them restaurants, but Blaze Pizza. And then I love um, Playa Bowls. Ooh, Playa Bowls. Playa Bowls yeah. is go good, man. Playa Bowls is good. So number two, what is your go-to hype-up song in the locker room? Um, Ambition by Wale or... Um, too comfortable by a future. Too comfortable. It's, it's always in one of my playlists, so I, yeah. I'll give you that one. Uh, number three is, do you have any pregame superstitions? Is there that one thing you do that your teammates look at you like, what is he doing? But you, you got to do it every game. Nah, I don't have superstitions. I don't really do anything. You, I mean, you Do you know of any crazy ones in the locker room you see? No, <laughs> but they do get pretty crazy with the smelling sauce. I, I don't I know if that's but I mean it's pretty normal. A lot of us pray, um, read the Bible before we go out. As you see, we all run out to the um, end zone, and a lot of us pray, pray for our team and other team and safety and things like that. Definitely, but, definitely. Um, number four is who is your favorite past Maryland athlete? Past athlete, lots of them, lots of great ones. <laughs> Can I play with them or? Of course. I, 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 you know, it, it could also be a current one if it makes it a little easier. Uh, I don't know. That's a tough one. <laughs> you can start. You can throw names out rapid fire. We'll, we'll give them all shout outs. <laughs> my dog, Chig. Um, my boy, Sam. He's a tight. Both of them with the tight ends. Um, seeing those guys, they're really, there's some dogs. I play with both of them. Um, you know, you expect to see those guys around for a while in the NFL. But yeah, shout out to them boys. Definitely, definitely. Um, and number five, the last one, uh, you know, telling me you love being able to see the people coming up and kind of making that example for the people behind you. What's one piece of advice that you would give to an incoming student? It could just be a normal student, could be a student athlete coming to the University of Maryland. Some advice. Um, when you oh, oof, there's too many because you learn so much. You can, you can, um, you can. I would just say, 
your life is going to get hard at some point. And when it gets hard, you know, lean on your parents. Don't shut people out because um, the adjustment of college is not easy. I will not lie. Um, just know you're not alone and people will care for you, love for you. And um, don't be afraid to reach out. Definitely. Definitely. Well, Dante, I, I really want to thank you so much for your time today to talk about your experiences and everything you've seen in Maryland so far. We really love having uh, Maryland athletes, both past and current, on the podcast. So uh, I really want to wish you the best in your upcoming seasons as an athlete and as a student. I'm 100% certain that you will accomplish some real big things. Can't wait to see what you do in the future. And to all the listeners, follow us on Instagram at SBS underscore UMD to stay up to date on the latest Locker Room podcast, guests, and news. Thank you again, Dante. Appreciate you, Jake. Yep.